Alexa, can you give me a quote from a Stoic about failure? Here's something I found on the web. According to CallCero.com, Epictetus, a Greek Stoic who was a slave of the Romans, AD 55 to 135, argued that it is not external events that upset us, but how we take them. Welcome to the South Mims U podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about failure. Um, yes, failure. It's something we all have to face at some point in our lives, and in a world where success is celebrated everywhere, it becomes something to be feared and to be denigrated. To talk about the subject, we have Maud Van Dam, our very own emeritus professor of failure studies. Um, she's on the nine now. Hello, Corey. It's lovely to be here. Look, um, I'm sorry, Maud. Uh, I don't. I don't think there's any point us recording this podcast. Actually, well, well why is that? Well, uh, no one listens to it. No one. Well, maybe fifty people, eighty tops. So someone does listen to it. Yeah, but it's not. Um, well, it's not a success. There's something clicking. I can hear that too, but it's not my side. Oh my god. <laughs> Everywhere I go, there's some... I don't know what that is. No. It stopped, it stopped. Okay. That's really freaky. Oh, no, it started again. I might have to go um, in a tunnel. No, no, let's let's just carry on and we'll just have to... I'll tell you if it happens. All right, let's... Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, it's not, you know, it's not... What? It's, it's not a success? Well, frankly, no, it's a, it's a failure. This, this podcast is a failure. Why is it a failure, Corey? Well, because when we started it, I promised the university that we'd have thousands of listeners all over the world. And you don't? No, we don't. Not yet, anyway. Well, we should have way more listeners by now. So you want to give up? Well, it's, it's hard to, you know, get motivated when, well, when no one is listening. But don't you want to find out more about the failure studies? Well, sure I do, yeah. But what? What's the point? Well, you get to know more about a subject you don't know much about. But I do know a lot about it. How so? Because because my project, this podcast, is a failure. And that makes you an expert in, in failure? I suppose it does, yes. Oh, God. My neighbour has started drilling again. Why should that stop you? Well, you can't have a podcast with drilling in the background, can you? Oh, he's not drilling now. It's stopped. Oh, but he does that. He drills in short bursts. <laughs> then he soars. In short bursts. It's always in short bursts. I think he has a short attention span. <laughs> so edit the sounds out. Well, I, oh, I can't be bothered. Why? Because no one will ever listen to this podcast. That's right. Exactly right. Isn't making this podcast worthwhile in and of itself? Well, how do you mean? I mean, it's something you want to make and make as well as you can and offer to listeners if they choose to engage with it. But they don't choose to. Some do. Only 50 people, sometimes less than that. OK, let's take the typical podcast... Uh, there are almost 900,000 of them worldwide. Well, how is that relevant? Well, everybody is making a podcast. 
know, perhaps two million people are, maybe more, but... Oh, Maud? Maud? Oh, God. Um, stopped. This is why there's no point making this podcast. It's why it's a failure. God, can I get her back? Maud? Maud? I've just been shot by my holder. That was the clicking sound. Um, okay, I've got you in a holder, but okay, that's, yeah. that's so, fine. Okay, but two million people, like you said, I mean, that's, that's a lot of people and a lot of podcasts. I mean, what chance do we have with so many of them out there to choose from? There are almost seven billion people on the planet, so you are part of a tiny minority. Okay, but how should that make me feel better? Do you know the average number of listeners those podcasts have? Well, it's the usual power law thing. You have to explain that to me, Corey. A tiny percentage get more than 15,000 listeners, the 0.1%, you know, like the truly mega-rich. Indeed. And then half of all podcasts, um, they get... Um, yep. Well, they get around 50 to 80 listeners. So rather than being a complete failure, you're average. Isn't that right? I suppose. So the sense of failure is something that you conjured up out of, well, no evidence at all. Well, it's not what I expected or, or promised the university. And that's one of the key aspects of the study of failure. How so? A feeling of failure for most people comes from their expectations. You thought of the podcast, you got excited about its prospects, which you based not on the experience of the, of the majority of podcasts or podcasters, but on the top 1% of so-called successful podcasts. And when you didn't achieve what they achieve, you were disappointed. And so you felt like you had failed. So it's all in my mind? Failure is always all in the mind. I mean, Stoic philosophers teach that you should always be realistic about every expectation you have. Well, that means when you undertake any endeavour, you should understand that the reality of the world around you. I, I, I don't get it, actually. You understood before you began that 99% of podcasts did not have more than 15,000 listeners. Isn't that true? It is. Well, you also understood that the majority had less than 100. I did. But you expected to have many more, but the world was telling you that you were very unlikely to. Yes, but I was being optimistic, ambitious, you know. That's what you're supposed to do, be optimistic and ambitious. No, you need to be honest and realistic. Oh, well, that's so... Um, well, we're going to, you're going to say negative, yeah? I was. You see, that's a problem with our modern society. Being realistic is seen as negative. So we opt for false optimism and always get disappointed. We feel a failure for not being able to achieve something that only a tiny number of people ever achieve. And because only a tiny number achieve these arbitrary measurements of so-called success, we become depressed and lose the ability to do things we want to do and love to do. But objectively, the podcast is a failure. Not at all. If some people like the content of your podcasts, then you have achieved something that is good for them. If you use your skills and intellect to the best of your ability, you've done good work, objectively. Hmm? And it's work for the sake of the work and not for the sake of what others might arbitrarily think or say about it. 
but I still feel bad about it. It's like that drilling, isn't it? It gnaws at you. It gives you a headache. Or because you feel you can't control the outcome of your actions. That's right. Oh, shut up! Shut up! Are you okay? Do you want to continue? Oh, it's okay. I mean, sure. I mean, I'm not actually recording yet. I thought you were. Oh, am I? Oh, oh, I forgot to switch off the microphone. Um, here, I'll, I'll switch it off now. No, 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 don't. Oh, what? Why? Just don't, Corey. Okay, fine. That bastard! What your neighbour does is not in your control. And that fact means you have an opportunity to learn something. Learn something? Learn patience. Learn that the world will never bend to your will. That you have to navigate obstacles. Obstacles that are inevitable. Once you understand that, they can never be avoided. You'll be able to cope with them. They won't deflect you from your purpose. My purpose? Doing the work you want to do for the sake of doing it well. What work? At the moment, that means making this podcast. If we ever get started. What situations like this, situations in which you believe that you're failing to achieve your goals, what, what they teach us is that you need to anticipate setbacks and obstacles. But isn't that being negative? No, it's being realistic. When you expect an obstacle you are better equipped to overcome it. If you believe that you will effortlessly achieve your goals, you will be very disappointed. Always? Yeah, always. Don't count on flukes. OK. Marcus Aurelius said that the impediment to action advances action. What stands in the way becomes the way. Well, that sounds good, but... Uh... But you don't know what it means, right? Mm, no. If you think about it, you do, Corey. I don't. I'm getting a headache. Uh, look, I I'm turning this mic off. Stick at it, Corey. What do you think that quote means? Um, you see the world as it is, full of obstacles. Just obstacles? Uh, impediments. Impediments mm. Uh, mm. you need to learn from and overcome. Mm -hmm. And so, what does a failure become? I, I, don't, I don't know. Well, think about it while your neighbour uses a parcel. Well, he's not. How, how did you know that? This is inevitable. Every impediment is a chance to learn. And when you learn, you get better. You become more experienced and realistic about what you want to do and achieve. Which means... The next time you try, you're better. That doesn't mean you will succeed. It means you will be better. And that in and of itself, it is the benefit of facing failure and moving on. I see, I see. It, it makes sense, but... But you feel like a failure. I just want, you know more people to listen. But making the best podcast you can make is the point, not how many people listen to it. The only thing in your control is the quality of the podcast, of each individual podcast. Well, that's true. So why worry about what is not in your control? There's no point. No point at all. 
I mean, what you have to shed is that gnawing feeling of failure, which comes from outside you, not inside you. Well, it feels like it comes from inside. It comes from the false assertions of a society that is obsessed with what it calls success. What is success if it's not... um... Money, fame, millions of listeners. Yeah, those things. They are ephemeral. They cannot be controlled. What you do is the only thing you can control. Okay. When you do something, you get an outcome. It's not a success or a failure. It's a result of what you do. You learn from it and then you go again. And there will be yet more outcomes. And you go from one outcome to the other thinking of only how you can learn to be better, do better, entertain or inform one more person. And if you only entertain or inform one more person, you have achieved something good. And is that what you study in your failure department? It is. We like to call our faculty the failed faculty. Why? Because we are a great success. Well, how so? But we help people focus on what is possible and give them the ability to see the world as it is. Full of failure. (laughs) Yeah, the world is full of failure. But, I mean, aren't you really saying that there's no such thing as failure? Um, There is, objectively. I mean, one species thrives while another goes extinct. One person wins a race while others don't. One team is better than all the other teams. One company makes money while others go bust. I see, I think. There's an interesting book by the economist Paul Ormrod called Why Most Things Fail. That sounds like a bestseller. It's a good book, no matter how many copies it's sold. Sorry, sorry, yes, you're right. Omrod pointed out that from Darwin's theory of evolution to all modern economic and business thought, the focus is on what makes a winner, which species adapts the best, which company is thriving right now. But what those theories really show is that there is what he calls an iron law of failure. 99.9% of all species and firms eventually fail. But few theorists talk about that. We, as a species, just don't like facing that reality, which is what makes the Stoics so different. They believe in what's called negative visualisation, looking at the future and working out all the bad outcomes as well as the good ones. But that's what makes me feel bad. And it's what contributes to your feeling worse when the good outcome you hope for does not materialise. It's not depressing to think about things going wrong. In fact, it's useful and can be uplifting. How? Because you're prepared for the bad as well as the good. You're better prepared to learn from not achieving your goal so you can be better equipped to get closer to where you want to be even if you never actually achieve the perfect outcome. The point is you're a better person for doing good work and learning about yourself, others and life in general. So it's good to fail. It's incredibly good to fail. So long as you plan for it and expect it and see it as an experience from which you can learn. So we need to plan to fail. Yes, yes. Yeah, that's Omrod's main point. We always plan for success. And when obstacles arise, we don't have a plan to get around them. We are less resilient. Understanding a failure makes us more resilient. That is, after all, the point of philosophy. Yeah, I see the point you're making. Resilience, a strength of purpose, a focus on on the work and, and not what other people may or may not think of it. 
it's actually liberating. Exactly. And I know it's difficult in a world where so-called positive thinking is all pervasive. The idea that if you think you can win, you will win. We all know that's false. But those who try hard to believe that mere thought will enable them to avoid failure end up deeply unhappy and resentful. But my views on positive thinking are for another day, perhaps. Indeed. Well, thank you very much, Maud. And, oh, by the way, are you you any relation to the actor, Claude Van Damme? Absolutely not. (laughs) Okay, okay. So I think we're in in good shape to record the podcast now, Maud. Um, Shall we do it? I mean, I really don't mind if absolutely no one listened to it, actually. (laughs) Corey, I think we just did record it. And that's what makes you a success in the true sense of the word. Someone who has done the thing he wants to do for the sake of doing it, not for the sake of praise or fame or reward, but because it's just the right thing to do at this time. Sleep well, Corey. Thank you, Maud. <laughs> thank you very much. And thank you, dear listeners, how many or few of you there are. Goodbye. Alexa, can you give me a quote about failure from Marcus Aurelius? Hmm, I don't know that one.